Broadcasting live from the Hall of Heliod's Generosity on the Plain of Theros, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody, I'm Graham. I'm Ben. And, for those of you watching the video version, might be curious why we have headphones on and a notable space in the middle of the table. That's because we also have a special guest joining us from the Commanderin podcast and the advisory committee. Oh, the gosh. Commander Advisory Group. Graham. The Commander Advisory Group is Tap Hi. Tap, previous Tap Tap Concede guest. Tap Tap Concede returning guest. It's Shivam Bot. Hello, Shivam. Yo. Hello, guys. It's great to be back uh, for my fourth go round on the Tap Tap Concede merry-go-round. Fourth, right? Of course, because you were in the one when you were here for the PPR. Mm. Yeah, it was I your, like about episode two hundred or something, yeah. some epic number like that. It was like a huge crack-a-pack. Yeah, extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a veteran. Now you're floating here behind us like Zordon. <laughs> yeah, this is a really good setup. I really like yeah. this. So Shivam is here <laughs> because we wanted to talk a bit about. The, well, so Shivam is here and Ben is here. Ben as the most commander player of the of the loading ready run. I like group. that title. Just because you you're the most the commander most player. commanderist. The most like a, I want to see highest ranking general. Yeah, perhaps. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we want to talk about the changes, recent changes to the commander ban list, both bannings and unbanning, and we will do that. But we will do a crack a pack first. But before we do that, we will also remind you that Tap Tap Concede is brought to you by CardKingdom.com. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your card kingdom needs. And they're great. Their customer service is fast. They're awesome. We really like them. Tell them that we sent you. They'll give you a little button. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it says right now because they're running low. Was it the, the was currently, it kingdom of currently cards? Currently it's the kingdom of cards, which they're holding, which they're using in between buttons. Right. So, Oh, my I, God. You got them to actually make one? Yeah, we did. We didn't get them to. We just made it and sent them those. <laughs> That's they, hilarious. They were like, oh, my God. Okay, fine. Okay. I guess we have to use these. I hold true that we're allowed to do that ever since Kevin gave us the okay. <laughs> Jordan might not like it, but yeah. it's, it's canon now. Yeah, I, I believe other people from Card Kingdom have said that he did not have the authority to uh, <laughs> make that official. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. So let's open with a crack-a-pack. Ben, you want to give the... Do you want to... Shivam, do you want to blow on these dice? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, beautiful. Uh, uh, 13. Thir- lucky number 13. Nine, two, four, Ooh. six, eight, ten... 12, 13. What do we got? What do we got? We got. You, are, you must be kidding me. We got a pack of Theros. I'm, hey! I'm dead serious. Wow, okay. That's so we really are. are. We're broadcasting from that hall. That's amazing. All right. Truly, Heliod is generous. Yes. This was given to us by Fenrickson at PAX Australia 2015. If we, if we 20, crack. Sorry, 2018. If we crack Heliod. Uh, it's just too spooky for me. Then I'm going to walk away. Yeah. There's going to be a lightning spear coming right at the Gideon behind me. That would be too spooky. Uh, All right, we're going to start with a combat trick. It's Battlewise Valor. Mm. Uh, One and a white for a instant give a creature plus two plus two until end of turn and scry one. Yeah, I didn't get to draft this format at all. But like I discovered when we did do it, we did, I think we did like full. I'm not supposed to say that. (laughs) No, I loved it. Um, But like uh, I discovered the power that is combat tricks in this, in this format. Adam rolled over me. (laughs) Turn one battle wise hoplite go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
It turns it's, out when everything has heroic, something that enables heroic is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> we did it for Adam's birthday, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. his favorite set to draft. Triple mm-hmm. Theros, yeah. Uh, loathsome Katie Bleeple Pasta. It's the Loathsome Catoblapa. Mm-hmm. Uh, five and a black for a 3 3 beast. Uh, for two and a green, it must be blocked this turn if able, and when it dies, target creature and opponent controls get gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. This was not actually playable. Yeah, it doesn't it's seem that six good. mana. Six mana is too much. You were dead by then. Yeah, yeah, Omens. but like all the removal in that uh, was six mana, right? So it yeah. was not very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, remember what a sip of hemlock was like yes, six yeah. mana to destroy. Like but you do needed ni- it. negative three, negative three, not yeah. even killed it. The thing it's- is, a sip of hemlock would be like it'd be like a four for one because you've got like. A creature with like a counter and two auras on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you 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 might be able to just kind of un- unpants them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, destroy target creature and their opponent loses two life. Maybe you just won yeah. off of that too. Who knows? It could be yeah, nice. I mean, but uh, Omen Speaker. It, it I love this card. Back in the day, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Next up, Omen Speaker. One in a blue for a one-three human wizard. When Omen Speaker enters the battlefield, scry two. Nice. Love it. Never Play. get tired of this card. March of the Returned mm. is next. Three and a black for a sorcery. Return two, two, up to two target creatures from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Two mana, two mana more macabre waltz that you don't have to discard, I guess. Hey, I, one mana more soul salvage. Yeah. Thanks. Soul salvage is great. Yeah, soul salvage is... This is, was... Is it the best printing? This was okay. This was... This, like, March of the Return was okay. Soul salvage is very good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. Get like two but I mean, three. Theros is just slow by nature, right? It's mm. just a slow format in general. So everything seems to cost more, but it lands right when you would expect it to. Mm. Hey, we have a bestow creature. Ooh. The Cavern Lampad, part of the Nymph cycle. Uh, the Intimidators. Yeah, three and a black for a 2-2 enchantment creature, Nymph, with bestow. So as a reminder, this was a weird mechanic, the way bestow. I loved it, but this is this is how bestow it's worked. one of my favorites. Yeah, so this is five and a black, and you can cast it as an aura. And so this is, if you play as a creature, this is a 2-2 with Intimidate. If you cast it as an aura, the creature it's attached to gets plus two, plus two, and Intimidate. If the creature dies, then this just falls off and becomes a creature. Yeah. Which is also true if you are targeting that creature with the aura and they kill the creature in response, then this just goes clunk onto the battlefield as a creature. It's wild. So which good. is, that was the important part because yeah. that's how to stop yourself getting grossly two for one in this mm-hmm. format. Yeah. <gasps> My oh, friend. Man, I played all the lamp heads and naiads and whatever. All of this whole cycle is just completely playable, and they were so good. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite was probably the green one because it had reach. It was mm. a it was a it was a bear with reach. Yeah, I like the the red one that gave like first strike and stuff. I, I like the like white one, one one lifelink. Yeah, yeah. I, oh well, they, that's yeah. That wasn't sorry. I thought we were talking about the 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 nymph cycle, but yes, oh. the one the one one lifelink was really good. Mm. Yeah, I, the, the spearborn oread was the. Oh, I'm sorry, I got those the, mistaken. That's the red. That's the t- three. That's the, the red. Count. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. The all, flying one was probably the best. All the bestow creatures were They're good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just imagine that it was just like a piggyback ride. Like yeah. That, like the bestow creature would just get, and then you would <laughs> when you have multiple bestows, it's just like a tower of yeah. power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nimbus the Hamlet that back guy. Nimbus Nyad, I think was That's probably one, yeah. maybe the best one. You, you're probably right. Actually, flying yeah. is just a big Absolutely, deal. Absolutely, you are. Uh, hey, our friend back in M20, little Sedgy. Sedge Scorpion, single green mana for a 1-1 with Death Touch. Mm. 
Why it's why get good. a bunch why get a bunch of typhoid rats when you can get one big scorpion? I don't think he, I don't Look think bad. the scorpion's actually big. I think the the camera is just very close. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. And when you've got a big gigantic lumbering thing with 1200 like naiads hanging off the back of it and it steps on a scorpion and dies. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's funny. Uh, the blood toll harpy hmm. is two and a black for a two one flying harpy. When it ETBs, each player loses one life. Card Playable. was fine. It was fine. It was it fine. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, Big Benthy. The Benthic Giant for five and a blue for four or five. Giant with hex, hex proof. Mm-hmm. Su- surprisingly all right. It was just very hard to deal with. It's weird. It's There's like, not really any edict effects in this set, I don't think. I don't think it was like exceptionally playable, but every time my opponent resolved one, I was like, oh, how am I going to get out of this? Well, you, And I mean, if you enchant it with trample, it's just annoying, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it carries enchantments well, right? So that's sure kind of does. all I really had to say about that yeah, one. Turns out boggles are good, no matter what, like, you know, CMC they are. Uh, Voyaging Satyr yeah. is next. Yes. One in a green for a 1-2 Satyr Druid, and for first pick, tap to untap target land. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yep. Because there was... Uh, it wasn't. I mean, there was Nylea's presence, but was there? Was there not a similar to Gift of Paradise? Was there not a ramp? In well, there was. Uh, there was uh, Nyx, right? Just oh, Nykthos. Yeah. Nykthos. Yeah, yeah Shrine yeah, yeah. Nyx. Um, I don't know if there was I like remember. a. I can't remember if there was an land in here. Huh. Mm. It's still um, a ramp. Yeah. Hey, it's the. I rem- I did actually remember the name. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. Spearpoint Oread. Two and a red for a two-two with first strike, and bestow for five and a red. And enchanted creature has plus two, plus two, and first strike. Yeah, I'll take a two-two first striker for three, even mm-hmm. on its own. Yeah, good card, gentlemen. We have we have reached peak eruption. Peak eruption is <laughs> two and a red for a sorcery. Destroy target mountain. Peak eruption deals three damage to that land's controller. Hmm. No. I definitely boarded in two of these. I ended up with two of them because no one took them, and I was playing a red player, and I was like, I'm bringing in both my peak eruptions. And it was it was hilarious. Sure, why not? Yeah. Right? I guess. I mean, if somebody gets you with a chain to the rocks, right? This exactly. Gets you out of it. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> chain to the rocks was, it was an enchantment. Enchanted, um, it was a white enchantment that enchanted a mountain. Yeah. And it was like an O-ring but it only cost one mana. Yeah, it was just a single white, but the only way you could get rid of it was by destroying the mountain. Yeah, so. yeah. The flavor was real. Too. Yeah. Cutthroat Maneuver. Oh, this mm. was a blowout. This, yeah. Three and a black for an instant. Up to two target creatures. So that's two different creatures get heroic triggers. Each get plus oh, one, yes. plus one, and lifelink until end of turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, there was a cycle. I think Dauntless... Onslaught, the white one, was probably the scariest, but there was a cycle of combat tricks, I think in each color, that targeted two creatures, and they were, they were all pretty scary. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Satyr, this set was great. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this set. Satyr Piper is next. Two and a green for a 2-1 Satyr Rogue, and for three and a green, target creature must be blocked mm. if able. Yeah. Always a scary ability. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with your like your scorpion that was earlier. In this or your pack. giant yeah. monstrous creatures that are just like, yeah. I will yeah. eat you. Yep. Uh, we have I, a- I, I do like the tradition in, in 
in magic that the the use it's the, 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 the use of like the piper or the or the uh, uh, the musical player thing is everyone goes for that guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. kill him yeah attack the bard <laughs> stop that it's so annoying <laughs> yeah I mean sirens call it alpha they they made it for a reason hmm. all right what's the rare uh, we got a we got a forest we got a rules reminder on creatures with heroic abilities sweet and our rare is it's not amazing in draft, but here we are. It's the Miletus Charlatan. Oh. Two and a blue for a 2-3 human wizard. For two and a blue and tap, the controller of target instant or sorcery spell copies it. That player may choose new targets for the copy. Uh, I definitely saw it do cool things, mm-hmm. but it means That's that... That's commander playable. It's commander playable, certainly. It, it oh, means yeah. that you have to have an extra three mana lying around. Uh, to really get the advantage off of it. What are you first picking out of here if you're doing Theros Draft? Uh, I'd probably take the Oriad or the Seder. Like, I'm, I'm kind of with uh, Shivam on, uh, on, on the on on Voyaging Seder. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it's target land, right? It, this isn't like a Arbor Elf or yeah. something like that where it's like untapped target forest. And there were no heroic or monstrous or even devoted creatures in this no. set. Yeah, we like, just have to bestow. You like missed there. all of them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I think Seder is maybe, Seder or like one of the two... Um, one of the like naiad guys is basically the only one you could pick, mm-hmm. and yeah. I would probably start with Seder just because it's more overall useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Voyaging Seder for sure. There so. we go. What was that green common that had monstrous that was just like the worm that was super good? Oh, the uh, the, the yeah it was the the snake right? The, yeah. Oh wait wait wait. Uh, Nessie and Asp. Nessie and Asp. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Old Nessie. Nessie. Snake. That's what you would be going for. Snake. So you would want to get Voyaging Skater to start with, right? Yeah. yeah. Nix is Nix is when I started playing Magic, like near the end. Of oh it, wow. Kind of cool. thing. Yeah. It was also like around when I started watching like Friday nights and all <laughs> that kind of jazz too, because I was just like, yeah, the I was like, oh man, a set about Greek mythology. Hell yeah, I'm all in. Kind of a thing. My friend was like, you should watch these guys. They're pretty funny. <laughs> That's Three, right. four years later, now Turns I work out. for you. <laughs> it's a, it's or a however many years, I guess now. It's, it's a weird career trajectory, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but okay. Weird career yeah. trajectories. Let yeah. me tell you about how I got on the keg. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, gonna yeah, say. Well, first of all, but yeah, before we talk about, before we get into the nitty gritty of the commander bannings, what is the commander advisory group versus the rules committee? And and yeah, and how how did you get involved with that? So this is one of the questions, and it's weird. This feels a little bit like uh, when a president puts out a policy decision and sends a secretary of state out to like all the Sunday morning shows to talk to like the talking heads about. Well, we've, we've decided these bannings. All right, Chief, you yeah. go on tap, tap, and defend yeah. it. <laughs> well, Graham, Dominaria wants a change. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, interesting story. Um, so here's the thing: like Commander was started something like twenty odd years ago uh, by well, maybe about twenty, maybe like about seventeen, nineteen years ago. Okay, twenty, twenty odd years ago. Sure. By a bunch of judges who were playing Magic in Alaska, and Sheldon Menery, who is a rules committee manager, like found this and polished it, and like took this format and brought it to the judge community at large because he was a level five judge, you know, like yeah. the one and only level five judge at the top. I had no idea. AKA started, the head judge of head judges. I had no and idea so, it started in, in in Alaska of all places. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently like a military base or something. They just really? had extra cards and they're like, okay, we'll take the five Elder Dragons from Legends, 
and each of you build a hundred card singleton deck, hmm. and we'll be playing star against each other or something like that. Sweet. And that's why like commander damage is at twenty one because that's three hits from an elder dragon. Uh, I and did then, not know that. Didn't know that. I oh. did not know that. There that makes go. so and much sense. Like, you know, the color requirements came from that, and yeah. after that, they bring it out to everybody. And so, three judges, including the guy who currently writes the tournament rules, Toby Elliott, plus um, like Scott Larrabee, who runs all the the tournaments of pro tours and everything and then gavin dugan who you actually know of a canadian um who was also once i think like a level four judge or something like that they're basically this thing called the rules committee they live on four different sides of the country play with different people in different groups because that's one of the big misperceptions that these guys all just live in a hermetically sealed box only play commander with each other and right. if something mets like messes with their meta they go and ban it yeah that is not how this works having now sat through two cycles of banning discussions it's way, way different than just like, hey guys, uh, I got hit by a fireball, so tomorrow all X spells are banned. Um, I I expected that the, it, things like this are always way more complicated, and mm -hmm. you always get like, because I've been in situations like that, and obviously not related to magic cards, but you know, discussions like that, and you and your peers have these just exhausting, like hours long debates because you really want to make sure that you're doing the right thing that is and exactly what this is you you announce it and someone's like oh you just did this because of this reason yeah, and it's, it's like, like oh, nah. i just i tried so hard <laughs> like you guys have no idea they spend literal hours and not even just it's I, like I multiple it. days of conversation going over every possible use case every possible comment we've gotten every like think about desperately what does this mean for magic as a whole because mm -hmm. you know if we ban something then that means that watsi can't reprint it that means that you know like uh, josh said on his video millions of dollars of value are vaporized yeah. like this is not something that you're just like uh today i think we're gonna we're banning frog might yeah yeah no, that's not quite how this works right like well, um but so basically what happened was after a long time these guys are all kind of older, right? Like mm -hmm. these guys have been doing this for a very long time and they were adults when they started it. And there's been a lot of just like, you know, Commander is huge. Yeah. Commander is the most popular way to play Magic in the world. That one of those things that stunned me when I learned this is that everybody plays Commander. If you're a vintage player, a modern player, whatever, everybody's got a Commander deck somewhere. Yeah. And it's bananas to think about. And so they're like, okay, look, if we're going to be rule like running this game to be as... Out, to outlive us, to be as popular as it can be, to be as healthy as it can be, we need to bring in more voices, mm. right? Like, Smart. and in the past five years or so, a lot of new podcasts and content creators, there's been a huge explosion, right? Like originally there was like uh, the command zone and there was commander in, and then there was like kind of nobody. And since then we have like this endlessly huge stream of commander, like aficionados and articles and video guys and everything from every corner so the rules committee was like okay let's see who we can get from the community to come in and give us feedback on what it means to be commander players these days because these are people who talk to everybody right like my my podcast has like the second largest commander outreach josh lee Kwai gets like millions of hits on his videos oh yeah and between like us and then they're like okay so they went to josh and they're like hey, we have this idea for this thing called a commander advisory group. We want to get like six or seven or whatever of you guys to come out here and virtually come here, talk to us, tell us what the pulse of the commander community is. Tell us what 
the feeling is about everything like the bandless the the philosophy the idea of commander what does it mean because we want you people who have born and raised with commander to come to us who don't know what it's like to live without commander and mm -hmm. sit there and tell us what is it like from within and that's like i think one of the biggest steps that they could have taken yeah so like they went to josh and josh suggested a couple of names and they went to me and suggest i suggested a couple of names we got like so the people on it are Josh Lee Kwai, obviously the most influential uh, content creator there is for Commander. I mean, Game Nights is yeah, yeah. bigger than everything. Yeah, it's, and it's then there's um, me. I've got a the Commander in podcast. I'm also you know a writer and essayist about this sort of thing. We got uh, Rachel Agnes, who is one of the most spiky hardcore players I know. She writes for Channel Fireball. Yeah. She's now working at Watsi itself. And she's like, just and an their social media has improved dramatically as a result. Oh my 100%. god, one hundred percent. She she knows how to work Twitter. It, it's oh yeah, it's, it's so good. She she she's very good at what she does. They, and the thing is, people don't realize how amazing of a deck builder and a competitive player she is. Hmm. Like she can win vintage tournaments. She can win commander tournaments. She's bananas mm -hmm. for quite a while. And then there, they got I, Ron I, Foster. I mm, oh, I, I I just I wanted to shout out to. Allison, who used to run their Twitter and was amazing and then stopped, like moved to a different department and wasn't running their Twitter anymore. And then it was just sort of like, yep, sure, is a corporate Twitter account. But now it's yep. now it's fun again. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Sorry. Very much. Who so. else is on the keg? And then we got, <laughs> sorry, man. And then we got uh, Stibbs from oh, the right. um, yeah. like Cool Stuff Inc. and some other places. He runs like the Popper Cube. He's also just an incredibly savvy individual. He writes, he, he writes a lot of articles that have been writing about Commander for years and years and years and just has really good, balanced opinions. Yeah. Like, I don't I know if you know he was me, but I'm a little bit of an extremist when it comes to my my takes no. on, on <laughs> magic. Yeah, sure. I've, I've, done no. a, I've done a fair uh, number of uh, <laughs> World of Warcraft raids with Stibbs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's in the he's in the Lur, uh, nice. in the Lur WoW guild, and I haven't played in forever, yeah. but he's just a, he's a really enjoyable dude to be around. He too. knows he's, his he's stuff. Great. He yeah. knows his stuff really, really well. And then uh, we got um, Charlotte, whose last name I can't remember. She's a judge from Finland because they wanted to make sure that there's a judge representative on the um, on the committee. Makes sense. And that's also good because she keeps us on our toes with our like uh, you know rules issues of like, hey, if you ban this, this cascade is going to happen. Oh no! And it's just like, oh, that's that's good to know. Thank you. And then we got Ron Foster, who is a name that not a lot of people know, but he's basically. He was a Watsi employee who worked on their digital group and on their judging groups and tournaments or whatever. He's the guy who introduced Commander to the Japan. Oh, like he okay. speaks fluent Japanese. He lived there for a long time, and he brought Commander to like countries outside of America and knows the format inside and out. Cool. Right? Like he's been playing for as long as they do. They have, and it's just like it's an amazing accruement of talent. That's yeah, 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 it's a really diverse group. Yeah, it's, it's great because it's not just you know content creators and. And, and all that kind of jazz, right? It's it's yeah, it's, like, it's it's got it's got it hits a lot of different notes on there. And moreover, we're all different kinds of commander players. Like I'm hardcore Timmy tokens and fun time, and Josh and Rachel lean more toward the more efficient way of playing. You know, it's we we kind of make sure that no group is left out mm -hmm. when yeah. we're having these discussions. So, and the amusing thing is for me is that I got the call to do this while I was in the hotel room in one. Canadian city of Victoria yeah. during a PPR. <laughs> yeah. And it was literally it, it was like at, right after the PPR. It, this is nuts, right? So like the day before the PPR, I'm in the hotel room just kind of bumming around and I get an email from Sheldon who has never emailed me in my life. I don't know where he got my email. 
I'm not asking questions, but, <laughs> but it appears and it's like, Hey, if we were going to do an advisory group, what would you think? And why, why should we not pick you? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, don't pick me because there's a million better people than me. And this, and, that. and then I was like, by the way, I'm going to be on the PPR tomorrow, you know, maybe check me out or whatever. And apparently they all <laughs> watched the PPR and were like, that guy looks like a guy we would want to play magic with. Ah, <laughs> that's great. Despite, like, despite your performance at the PPR, yeah. we still want to invite you to the group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I lost with, uh, with joy. Your, your, your enthusiasm joy. was yes. infectious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I imagine that had a non-zero factor, you know, to yes. do that, right? Win and lose with joy. I exactly. Like that. Yeah. Mm. You know what, man? It was so much fun to be there. Like, but so basically, yeah, like after that, the week after that, they announced a CAG and I'm on it and I'm like, oh, what does this mean? <laughs> And suddenly I got bombarded by 12 million fans of Commander who were I like, bet. so by the way, jerk face, when are you going to unban my favorite card? And I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, I see why they got us. So <laughs> relating to that, how then does the advisory group, how how do you get in, how, how are you involved with the process of things like bannings? Good question. Because you're not so, the rules committee. No. So the way this works is that we're all on a Discord together. It's all locked down. The rules committee's got their separate subroom. The CAG has its own, and then we have one joint committee, and we're all locked out of every like all the private rooms because they want to make sure that we don't taint the process. The way this works is we sit there, and in the chat room, we'll sit and like just bring up proposals of like ideas of what we should be doing, what commanders should be doing, what the website should. And we're like, you know what? We need to fix the website because it looks like 1994 died. <laughs> yeah. And we really like that to not be the case. Yeah. And so uh, we're working on fixing that because that sucks. Awesome. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, just as like a joke before it dies, somebody threw on like some sort of like old like 90s song that plays like the moment you open it. You know, like there used to be those sites that would always be like, you'd open them up and they'd have some inbuilt MIDI. media player or MIDI, ver <laughs> MIDI version of a song. Yeah, yeah. Join my web ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically what happens is they were like, okay, look, we have brought you on here because we want you to help us, but you don't get to vote. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. We don't know what you're doing yet. We don't want to, but I want to make sure that you hear what the people are saying. So I've been listening and talking to like, everybody. And what we do is, like, the first thing they had us do was rewrite the philosophy of Commander. The philosophy document was for a long time like very unclear and vague and why cards got banned was very unclear and vague and it felt really almost like impulsive and random as to why certain cards were banned and not and what the commander committee didn't realize was that a lot of people were looking at these bannings and being like yo why did you ban coalition relic what does that even mean and they had banned it not as like we're banning this card specifically it's we're banning this card to represent a whole category of cards that we would rather you didn't play. I, now that's a huge difference, mm -hmm. right? Like, I legitimately people, did not know that. Yeah. Like that's one of the big things that I was like, yo, you know, I get it, but they don't. A lot of, not Coalition Relic, I'm sorry, Coalition Victory. Victory, oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Coalition yeah. Relic is good. Yeah. yeah. Coalition Victory is bad. But that makes a lot more sense, yeah. Mm. The idea was, hey, you know what? When we're making the band list, it's a casual format. We don't want like, to tell you how to play the game we just want to say like yo if you play these certain types of cards maybe commander is going to be less fun for you and everybody but the problem is the audience is huge the audience for commander is now like 
a hundred thousand times bigger than what it was when these guys started. Yeah. And so people who used to go to the MTG commander forums and read and listen to like Sheldon talk, they knew that this was meant to be a representative list of ideas of things that could possibly, you know, be things that we should talk about. But if you pick up a pre-con at Target and walk down and you're playing Commander with your buddies and you just Google up the Commander band list, you're going to get the Watsi site, which is just a list of cards, right? There's a context-free list of cards. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be like, okay, well, I can't play Primetime. That's fine. I guess I'll play, what you know, I don't know, Profit Acrufix or whatever it is. And then well, you yeah, end up Well, yeah, and then with, Profit Acrufix got, it was yeah, like the last ban, right? Yeah. And the problem is you end up with things like when we ban a card that's obviously being abused by you know millions of players or whatever people are like yo why did you ban this out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and it's like no the philosophy is that we're banning this because it represents a net negative to magic but the the problem the rules committee had is they're four dudes who don't talk to anybody sheldon goes out and writes an article once in a while on star city but that's not enough that's not enough to reach everybody who plays commander yeah. My audience is way bigger than the audience of people who go to um, the commander forums, right? By thinking of your audience is even bigger. That's why I came here because this is one of the largest breaches there is. Well, that's sort of the and thing I just, that we like had talked about when when I was uh, like talking talking to you on your podcast and whatnot mm. was like there there was never the same level of clarity that you would have when a modern banning or anything like that would come yeah, in. You like get you like exactly. a full massive thing from Ian Duke being like, okay, here's what's up. Yeah. So is this all? It, 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 in a way, a lot of the times, uh, commander bannings and, and stuff like that sort of felt like a bit of a faceless entity. Mm-hmm. They and felt a little arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. And so I imagine that with with the the, the advisory uh, group and whatnot, the idea is to it it, it, ha- it has been to to put a stop to that to to really um, I, I guess solidify what commander is and, and and showcase that kind of thing and be a bit more like forthright yeah. and stuff. And especially having people you know like you Shivam. Um, and, and Josh and, and Rachel and all, and all these folks who have different points within the communities of magic, um, you now have those faces that people can sort of direct that idea towards. Yeah. And like, for instance, I am far more receptive than say, if you were trying to tweet at Toby or something, yeah. right? like I will answer you and I'll explain to you what our idea is. And I think that helps a lot of people to feel like they're being heard and to feel like they're understanding better why these ads are. And, um, so we wanted to rewrite the philosophy and say, okay, what does it mean to be a commander player? And really, and their idea was we wanted commander to exist, to be something you could play between rounds of your tournament, to be something that you could relax with when you're not playing your tournament. We want it to be the most casual of casual format, right? Like right. commander is meant to be magic the way we used to play, hanging out with your buddies around your kitchen table, drinking something, just playing some games and remembering what it's like to have fun. Yeah. Which, right? which which I love. Yeah, I'm I'm totally on that board that's too. And that's kind of what we do. Here, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you are interested in playing really, really spiky competitive commander, you should investigate Canadian Highlander. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's a good way to do it. Like, and that's and that's not to discredit like like CDH or anything like that, right? Like, I think it's 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 also quite. Uh, an interesting thing. You know, my, um, my only problem with that is that is that competitive and casual start with the same letter. Yeah, yeah, a little and bit. That, that is confusing. Is <laughs> what? Casual is pejorative, man. Uh, also, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. right? When you yeah. say, oh, man, he's just a casual, that's not like, oh, he's playing a relaxed game of EDH with his favorite card. No, that means that guy's a scrub. Mm. I want and, to be a casual. Yeah, I'll casual until no, I like, die no, there. The, yeah. What we should be saying is something yeah. more like, you know, 
uh, efficient versus relaxed, mm-hmm. or something like tuned versus chill, Commander. Chill but, also starts with a C. Yeah, let's I call know, it RDH. Relaxed Dragon High. Yeah, relaxed yeah, Commander. Like, I like that. Relaxed Commander. It's like, yeah. look, man, I took that from when Surge was uh, helping us at the PPR, and he's like, yeah. we're playing RE laxed. Yeah, RE laxed. That's yeah. what Commander is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Even though it's made by judges, we're meant to be like, eh. Draw until you got a hand that you can play. Well, it was made by judges so that they didn't have to... Have to judge. Have to judge, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so... But I think one of the problems is Commander is 20 billion people playing, right? Yeah. And there's some of the people who are like, I want to play with my Commander deck and I want to win on turn two in the most aggressive and efficient way possible. So I'm going to use Protean Hulk and like Flash and just obliterate you. And then they're like, well, I'm going to use Paradox Engine or I'm going to use like... You know, dramatic reversal and Isochron Scepter, whatever it is, any number of infinite ways to obliterate someone. And that's a totally valid and fair way to play Commander. I'm not going to tell you how to play your magic cards. Yeah. The rules committee was like, we don't want anything to do with that. That's not what we're trying to support. That's not what we're trying to endorse. And we don't want people to get the idea that you can bring a Pub Stomper deck to FNM and go against a guy who just bought his brand new like precon and crush them yeah because that's the worst feeling when a new player comes in sits down it's like hey i just bought this new format i'm trying this out it's got one of my favorite little cats in the front we're gonna play and somebody comes out with gitrog and just like scrubs them into infinity yeah i've i, I i've told the story a couple like once or twice of just like when i had i had just gone to my first fnm and someone was like let's play modern or whatever and i said sure and i had this little kitchen table deck i made and i played zerta ancient that like big dude that makes yeah. everybody that's symmetrical every doubles everybody's like land production mm-hmm. and i was like okay pass and he went uh okay used all the mana that my zerta ancient did and then he's like all right and with one white i'll pat to exile your zerta ancient and so it came back to me with no like ramp or anything like that oh. and that like sour and that's not like you know spike necessarily spiky magic or anything no. but like i certainly walked away with that feeling like oh i don't get this game at all <laughs> <laughs> like this is weird <laughs> and i imagine that's probably like a similar vibe that you want to well avoid i mean think about scenarios. it I'm famous for playing this really terrible soldiers deck. It's got a bunch of just soldier token makers. It's the most mono fair deck ever. And I sat down one packs with a bunch of people playing magic. And one guy pulls out a Leovold deck and then yeah. plays Teferi's puzzle box and then windfall. And then I never draw a card again. And the other people are playing like time vault and things. So I'm like, uh, this, if this was my first time playing magic, I would quit. And that wasn't that was like 10 years in of my return to magic and i still nearly quit and <laughs> i was like you know this is just not this i mean it was the end of Kaladesh weekend which was already a whole lot but but um i was just like this is not what i want when a person sits down and yeah. plays commander yeah now people have been like yoshi of them i don't want commanders like rulings to be based on when whatever punk noob sits down Right. And it's like, okay, no, that's not the point. No. The point is I want anybody to sit down and be able to play. If you crush them later, hey, that's a game of magic. That's fine. But I want them to be able to sit down and actually be able to play a game of magic. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, a lot of what we did in the philosophy was try to explain, like, our goal is that we want to have a relatively, let's say, 8 to 10 turn, 8 to 12 turn long game. We want to have magic to be, you guys can sit down, slowly build up your board, do whatever crazy chaos stuff. We want you to play with your favorite cards and do the most insane things you can, but we want everybody else to have the chance to also be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so what I've one always, of the things, Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I just saying what I've always said whenever I sit down to play, you know, a game of commander with, you know, with like a new deck or, or anything is just, you know, win or lose. I just want 
my deck to get to do its thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. And it's like, as long as I've been, you know, like, okay, cool, I did the thing. Now I don't really care if I win or lose this game. I just, you know, I got to actually play a game of Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things, and this will lead right into the banned cards because this is part of the idea philosophy say, of yeah. this, is that part of what's going to happen, I think you're going to see, is that over the next few years or so, uh, because Commander moves very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like one thing, I just want to assure all the listeners and viewers right now: we're not, uh, we're not ban happy, right? Like the Commander group is one of the most conservative groups there is. Commander's been around for nearly twenty something years. We've banned like nineteen cards tops in that years, right? Out of the fifteen thousand Magic cards that exist, mm-hmm. and each time that there's a banning, it's like after years of really suffering over whether we really want to be doing this. And one of the things that the CAG has been really insistent on is reevaluating the cards that are on the banned list so that we can start removing cards that are not bad. Like mm. Painter Servant. Yeah. Painter Servant is a it's a weird combo card. And yeah, you can grindstone someone out, but philosophically related. The idea is that you know what's going into your deck. You know when you're building your deck, when you're counting out your hundred cards, you know what you're putting in there. So if you put Painter Servant in there, and then you take Grindstone and put Grindstone into your deck, which, so for the folks at home, Painter Servant is, uh, when it comes to play, pick a color. All cards are that color. In play, out of play, in exile, in your graveyard, every card is now, let's say, blue, right? And Grindstone is a Millstone equivalent. It's like tap two and tap it. Uh, mill top two cards of target player's library. If they share a color, do it again. So obviously there's a vintage playable combo of Painter's Grindstone, or like Servant Grindstone, whatever it is, that they just mill through your entire deck because it'll just chain through. They're all the same color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the idea here is if you are a player and you are constructing your deck and you say, you know what, I'm going to put Painter Servant in there because it can do some weird things with these Shadow More color changing cards. Mm. It's super fun. It's tricky. Oh, you know, I think I'll put Grindstone in there. You made a choice to put Painter Grindstone in there. Mm -hmm. So when you go sit down and play with your friends and you obliterate them, that's your choice to make that uh, call to sit there and put these two cards together. We're hoping that you won't because like the last line of the philosophy is, look, Commander is broken. We know Commander is broken. We know it's infinitely broken. It is the easiest format in the universe to break. We just hope you won't. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that's like, where it comes just, into play. We just think it's where, more fun if you don't. Yeah. yeah, that's where it comes into play where it's like, then you just don't play with that person that and that's kind of always always been the thing for me right is yeah. whenever people are asking like are like man i just don't get to play enough commander because all the people around me are really spiky and they'll build these decks that combo out on turn two and whatnot i'm like you need to find different people to play yeah commander with or you need to discuss with them that if they want to play that kind of that kind of magic and whatnot or they want to even play commander with, mm-hmm. with you and stuff that you need to tone it down in i that mean kind of way. we had years ago when we were all like reasonably fresh at commander uh uh, Matt built a Slivers deck, right, and absolutely dumpstered us once. And then every other time, he'd be like, "Play a Sliver," and someone would kill it. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, "I play a Sliver," and someone would kill it. And he'd be like, "What? Would you? Get? I can't do anything with my deck." And we're like, "Yeah, because if we let you resolve like three Slivers, we all die." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, oh." Yeah, see, okay. See, I'm the I'm the So then he then he then he stopped playing that deck. I'm the uh, the 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 commander player that when Painter Servant got unbanned, uh I I my like I I I knew obviously about Grindstone yeah. and whatnot, right? But my mind I was like 
Una. And it was like, it just got exciting for me. And that's, that's, that's the, as far as my power level so, I ever want to go with. I'm just like, I can make so many fairies. <laughs> Una is the reason Grindstone was banned in the first, I mean, Una was the reason Painter Tournament was banned in the first place. Really? Because ah, Una is something ah. like, uh, X and like a uh, hybrid blue black, yeah. and it says choose a color, target opponent, exile the top X card to his or her library. For each card of the chosen color exiled, you get a fairy. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, you could you could go crazy ham with painter servant. And oh, absolutely, the, right? I know that, but again, is... it's it's kind of the same thing as grindstone. You're gonna get the same like, okay, well, we hope you won't. <laughs> It's so funny, but it's cool. I, it's I, here now. I know that Kathleen has told this story, possibly even on game nights. But it's just funny that when when we started playing Commander, she was like, "I like blue black. I'm gonna see what's up with this." And then she was at she was at Yellow Jacket. She was like, oh, "Fairies! Oh, these are great. This is awesome." Oh, no. And then went and found Una and was like, oh, "Perfect! Oh, no. This is great. She's the queen of the Fae, and she built this fairies deck." And we're all like, we don't, we didn't know. We're like, oh, cool, all right, awesome. And it, that deck was very powerful. Oh yeah. And then, then we realized it was like, oh, fairies is a thing. Yeah, that's like it an established out, thing. Pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which, so, which shout out to the 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 the, the next set. Oh yeah. I don't think I think I think Mara confirmed. I'm not going to sidetrack this. That it's it has nothing to do with Una. Yeah, at it's, all. It's not. It's its own plane. It's not Laurel. It's got fairies, but it's not exactly fairies. It's yeah. not like fairies of Tarkir level fairies. Yeah. Rosewater, fairies. Rosewater went into like major um, managing expectations mode when he was like, he was like, okay, first of all, it's not Lorwyn. Mm-hmm. Secondly, yes, there's fairies in the marketing. It's not like as many fairies as maybe you're expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just calm down, everybody. Like, yeah. So yeah. what? But, so what went into, you know, like you've talked about why. Painter Servant is maybe not that big of a deal. Is that like, is that sort of how the discussions went? That it was like, do, do we really need to to say that Painter Servant is banned, or do we just have to sort of trust that people won't be dinks about it? That is one of the biggest challenges of Commander, because here's the thing: for the most part, and a lot of people have been asking, like, "Yo, why do I need a ban list? You have Rule Zero, which says talk to your friends, figure out what they're playing, and decide whether this is collectively good for us." And yes, that's fair. That's true. Rules, but but the reason we have a band list is because we don't. There are people who will be like the letter of the law, right? Like these eighteen cards are banned. Everything else is fair game, and so they're going to go to your GP and they're going to sit down and play Narset and Armageddon all your lands and have like indestructible whatever. Okay, those people are going to exist. Our hope is to try to mitigate as much of that as possible but while still giving you the leeway to have abusive combos in your deck. Like, people are like, oh, you're going to come and take away my control decks and destroy stacks. I'm like, look, I personally hate stacks, but also that's a valid magic way of playing, and I'm not going to... I might not play with you, but I'm not going to tell you you can't. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to go out of our way to ban, like, stacks. We will ban, like, cards that target one specific, but... Okay, so this actually is a good question that leads into the next card, right? Banning I was going to say, Iona. I know exactly yeah. where you're going, yeah. Because Iona is in my opinion a card that was banned 10 years too late it should have been banned within like day one because it is one of the most miserable cards ever printed in Magic. it really is because you were talking earlier about making sure everyone gets a chance to play and it's like your opponent gets iona and you're like oh i just never no, get iona to... says you don't get to play yeah yeah it's yeah. like i it just don't get to cast gets... spells okay mm-hmm. yeah so so i want to explain this because this was actually my idea let me just so that's awesome and i want to hear that just for anyone listening so, as as a reminder iona is six white 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 
but you can cheat her into play. For a 7-7 Flying Legendary Angel, as Iona Shield of Amiria enters the battlefield, choose a color. Your opponents can't cast spells of that color. Holy F. So this was your idea. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? I play a lot of monocolor decks, and I'm not saying, and I don't want people to immediately sit there and go like, oh, look, anybody can get their pet card banned. Right. No, because I've seen this happen to other... I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said like, yo, I've been turned to Iona out of the game. Yeah. Thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so here's the thing, right? Iona, so stacks, right? Stacks, for those of you who don't understand, is basically a lockdown kind of philosophy of playing magic where you sit there and you use things like winter orb and like uh, smoke stacks and everything to basically sit there, tap down everything anybody else is playing, put taxes on what they're playing to make it very hard for them to do anything at all. It's a har- hyper controlling you don't get to play type of level of magic. Yeah, it's hyperbolized uh, prison in a yeah. way. Yes, yeah, prison, thank you. Yeah. Prison, that's basically, it's, you're putting them in jail. It's a prison deck. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, well, you came after Iona. Why would, how do we believe that you're not going to come after prison next? Because here's the thing. When you play a stacks deck, all of those cards say everybody on the table. Like, right. oh, Winter Orb, everybody can only untap one thing at a time. Yes, symmetry and magic, I understand. I'm not an idiot. We get it. Symmetry is not symmetry. It's fair but, because it's symmetrical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the point is, though, Iona doesn't do that because when somebody locks you down with, somebody locks the table down with the stacks deck, everybody at the table can sit there and say, okay, you win, scoop up our cards, we can shuffle up and play another game, right? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, yeah, balance. Their balance is not coming off the unbanned list. I'm <laughs> but, um, but Iona... Iona is bad for one very, very specific reason. You can sit there and say, okay, you know what? The blue player doesn't get to play this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like, okay, well, we're done and I've got to leave. No, that guy has got to sit there. The blue player gets to sit there and twiddle their thumbs and watch while the rest of the table sit there and say, well, thank God it wasn't me. Oh, I'd leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's that yeah. moment where you, you're kind of at the whims of like, What's interesting about Iona, because it's like, so I, I've played a lot of Iona, but because I'm a reanimator player in, in other formats and right. stuff like that, right? Um, but Iona is really interesting to me because if she resolves, right, and you mm-hmm. go, like you said, like the blue player doesn't get to play, then you've got maybe maybe two other people, one of whom, you know, maybe somebody is holding on to like a go for the throat right. or something like that, right? It's interesting to me because you're now sort of at the the whim of that black player yeah. to, to destroy Iona kind of thing. And that can kind of bring in interesting sort of an interesting philosophy regarding like the friendship circle and whatnot. You go, yeah. oh, well, Dave's a dick because he resolved Iona, but I know Graham's got my back and he's going to go for the throw of that thing. And hey, I get to play again. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely agree that it's just like, yeah, it's it. the philosophy there is, is, is quite sound. So look, here's the thing, right? Politics is a big part of Commander. I understand that. That's everybody gets it. It's like yep. table talk matters in Commander. But I don't believe that table talk should be please let me play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think that please let me play should be a bargaining chip. That's that's like, yeah, that's the same thing. Uh, that yeah. like in in that scenario that that you just described, Ben. If 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 I'm the blue player and it's like I get to play if this other player decides to kill Iona, then I'm still on the like, all right, you three have fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm done kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. And, that's, and yeah. it's just, that's so miserable. Mm-hmm. That to me is like, that is, so when I play Magic, my hope is that everybody walks away from the table having had a good time. Mm-hmm. Whether you won or lost, I want you to have a good time. I want you to sit there and say, my time was well spent. My time was worth it. 
Mm-hmm. Iona says, I don't value your time and I don't respect you as a player because I just don't want you in this game. Yeah. That is just like so antithetical to me that I was like, when we got into the CAG, one of the first things we did was we went over every card in the band list and said, okay, here's what we think of these cards. Why don't you guys tell us what you think? And so we had a long, long, robust discussion about every single card. And I think over time, you're going to see more and more of them come off. But I also wanted to say like, yo, there's a card that's been bothering me for like seven years and I want to bring it to your attention and I want to lay out a case as to why I think Iona is bad for Commander and bad for Magic. And they sat and they're like, okay, you know what? You're the advisory group. Prove it to me. Like, make a case. Mm-hmm. What Sheldon said is, imagine this. We're the Supreme Court and the advisory group is the lawyers bringing a case to the table. <laughs> you got to prove your case, attack or defend this card and tell me why it matters. And I was like, look, there, I refuse to live. I mean, not live. I'm, let's be dramatic for a second. Yeah, yeah. He was like, okay. I refuse to live in a world okay. where a man cannot play magic. Yeah. No, it's like, come on. No, no, I mean, you're selling me for yeah. sure. If you opened oh, with like, that, I'm on board. You're right. I wouldn't want to live. Like, I don't want a, 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 like, you know, anybody to go into a store, sit down and play my favorite format of my favorite game, and just be like, yo, all those jackals won't let me play. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It yeah. makes me emotional to just even talk about it. I'm like, yeah. That feels like bullying. So, and I was like, I'm not here for that. So, and, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You finish your thought. Mm-hmm. And ever, the thing is, the other members of the CAG, I convinced them except for Josh because Josh is like, Iona's bad and I'm not going to cry if she goes, but also I don't want more cards on the band list, which is a totally fair philosophy, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a totally reasonable stand to take. But I was like, I don't think that somebody should just stumble into getting iona out of the game. Mm-hmm. I agree. And there's some cards that I just think are bad for the format. Leovold, Iona, like some of these things are just like, this is not good for the kind of gameplay that we want to encourage. It's not good for the kind of feelings that we want people to get when they play Commander. So speaking of... You can be of, competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, speaking of doing the most with the time that one has... We, oh, I'm sorry. We are, no, 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 it's okay. We are we are, we are, are approaching our, our uh, recording limit of, because we have to go and play yeah, magic do other work um so i do want to talk about paradox engine because that's the third oh, yeah. that's the last card we talked about painter servant coming sure. off the ban yeah. list Iona's now on the ban list yeah and paradox engine because it's interesting because uh paradox engine followed because the last banning was prophet of crufix am i correct no right? the last banning was leovold right leovold. Was right before that right. right so it's like prophet of crufix and paradox engine follow a similar sort of vibe yeah. In a way, I think yeah. obviously what what broke Prophet of Crufix was the flash part of it. Yeah, but it's uh, a five mana artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, untap all non land permanents you control. Mm-hmm. Paradox Engine was a controversial decision. I imagine that the was rules the committee big one. was. I was going to say kind of, it feels like most people's response to Iona was like, "Yeah, huh." Yeah, but Paradox Engine was like the one no. people had opinions on. So I'd love to hear about that. So I want to I want to start by saying that there was not unanimity on this. Mm. Like the CAG, half the CAG was definitely very against banning Paradox Engine. And half of us were like, yo, this thing is bad. And the rules committee themselves, they had a, a, so the way it works is we have our discussion about each card. Then they go to their private room and they vote. And they have a voting scale, which is like plus two to minus two. As in like plus two is like, I really feel that this should be banned. Minus two is I really feel that this shouldn't be do- not banned. And then they've got kind of like a range in between. That's really It's cool. a weird voting system. No, but I like that. When they've been doing it for neat. 20 years, they understand each other. Sure. Uh, but the point was, this is the general reasoning behind Paradox Engine. Uh, 
Paradox Engine is a colorless card. That is step number one. Yeah. Anybody can play it. Fair. Right? Yeah. And when you breathe heavy, you combo off with Paradox Engine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Let's be real. I play a spell. I untap all my mana rocks. Oh, great. I'll play another spell. I untap all my mana rocks. Oh, great. I I'm not even playing a combo deck, and I just played 15 spells my turn. Yeah. Right? I mean, now, what happens if I put out Bolus of Citadel in Paradox Engine? Yeah, Paradox. What if I put out Urza in Paradox Engine? Yeah, Paradox what Academy if I put down, is a, like, you know, a big like, deck in Highlander. Wilderness Reclamation yeah. in Paradox yeah. Engine and Seedborn News and just go to crazy town. <laughs> like, yeah. You think Nexus of Fate is bad in standard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's the problem, though. The problem with, like, people are like, but you let things like Seedborn use or whatever resolve. I'm like, yeah, but the problem with Paradox Engine is that it's ubiquitous. Everybody feels like they need to play it. You need to warp your deck to consider the fact that everybody else is going to be playing it. It is, it's like a black hole that just comes and just absorbs everything in. And, like, the same reason the uh, Prophet had to go was that both of these cards were so strong and so ubiquitous that they were just warping Commander to being, does he have Paradox Engine? Does she have Paradox Engine? Are they both going to go off? What do we do? And Paradox Engine is a non-deterministic combo. So a deterministic combo means if I show you a loop, then we can just sit there and say, I will do this for another 100 turns and then win. Right? Like, mm -hmm. right. this loop does a thing, you will die by the end of it. Paradox Engine is, I play a spell, I untap all my cards. Okay, now let me look at my hand again. Let me play another spell. Your turn will take half an hour to go through all the motions of doing everything with oh, no specific end in mind. That's maybe the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I can deal with when it, in Highlander, you know, when Jer or Ben Wheeler combo off and whatnot is they know yeah. what, each piece right. that they're grabbing and each thing. And that then once are. they get their combo on, they're just like this and this and this happens 500 times. And you're like, cool, good game. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. it. But this, yeah, that's in Commander, you're just like, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. It's like a lot of people are like, yo, you're going to ban my combo or ban my stacks or whatever out of existence. No, dude, because I know that you can do your combo and you can just sit there and say like these three cards mean I win. And then that's cool. Shuffle mm -hmm. up. Let's play again. Paradox engines, ubiquity, colorlessness, and the fact that there's a non-deterministic way to just go off means that it was just. I don't know that I wanted to ban it. I was kind of like on the fence about it. Because it's strong, it's ubiquitous, but it also it's a five card that does nothing. It's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. And Commander is the only place you can play it. It's cool, and it's fun when you do. But I also know that I'm a mono fair player, and I've sat down against somebody playing a Paradox Engine efficiently, and I'm like, that was fun. I just spent like an hour and a half of my life watching you shuffle your deck. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's not a good use of my life. Yeah. And Paradox Engine is like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, I think if Urza hadn't been printed, I think if Bolas of Citadel hadn't been printed, you would have Paradox Engine today. For sure. But that I think the sense. fact that those two yeah. cards exist mean that, look, here's the deal. If I were to give you two cards and say, you can play with Urza or you can play with Paradox Engine, which would you prefer? So, I mean, I hate what Urza can do, but Paradox Engine seeing the things that it can do both in commander and the things that i've seen it do in like highlander and whatnot it is so very much not my style of, of card mm -hmm. and i i really actually agree with the things you're saying because with urza like you said urza does things with you know uh with sort of does the sort of the meek thopter foundry sort mm -hmm. of thing you know that that's going to kill you it's done but i like the idea that you're that you're putting out there with paradox engine someone can just dirtle around for x amount of, of time and just I do just, nothing i just dislike when the the format tells me how to live my life yeah. and it's like i that's fair when it, it's 
there are cards that's like, well, if you're building a commander deck, you have to have this. And right, it's like Soul Ring, Command Tower. Great. Mm-hmm. Fine. Right? But I, I just hate that like either I have to run Paradox Engine or I have to assume that all my opponents have Paradox Engine. For sure. And yeah. it's just like I just can I just like yeah. do bare stuff. Yeah, I don't need to naturalize your soul ring. I need to naturalize your paradox engine, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, because nobody's playing a paradox engine and expecting a fair result to come from it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Like if I play Painter Servant, I can do some weird like, you know, circle of protection nonsense. Fine, that's fun. That's weird. It's tricky. But if you play a paradox engine, I have to assume that you're gonna try to obliterate me like for right sure. Now. Okay, petition for the next unset. Can they please print circle of protection nonsense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You get to determine what that nonsense is in some way. Ur- Urza is scary. Paradox <laughs> engine is scary. Urza's engine. Oh god, the scariest the worst card. Oh my god, banding. banding. What do yeah. we do? <laughs> so, speaking, Shivam, of making sure that you're spending your time in a useful way, uh, or at least in a pleasant way. Uh, one of my most pleasant ways that I find to spend my time is any time that we get to chat. So yeah, thank you. This has been great. <laughs> Seriously, I, I enjoy talking commanders so much with you, Shivam. It's great. Hey man, I love coming on TTT. It's like a dream for me to be able to sit here and chat with you guys. It's so much fun. I'm really, really grateful you guys come on and maybe explain what we're doing a bit. Yeah, again, I think it's really great to hear, you know, like you say, like the the, the, the flavor text behind the bannings. I think it's it's really useful. Well, and you're like, not, oh, okay. you guys are not out, you, you folks are not out there to be the boogeyman no. of Commander. You're not doing this because you hate Commander. You're doing this because you love Commander Somebody and it came is. to me and said, I'm not telling you the cards I'm playing because I don't want you to ban them. And I was like, oh my god, dude. That is the last thing I'm going to do. I don't have any banning power. I have the ability to bring... And let me tell you, there are cards that they wanted to ban that we fought real hard to not ban. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you because that would be unethical. Yes. But believe me, people... Just like you, the, <laughs> they sit down across from you at the Commander game and you, you pull out a notepad and you're like, all right. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to give you like this wide, wide berth and be like, Try I got a game it. open. <laughs> Try it. I hope you do. I hope you do. Oh, forest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Forest. Shivam, apart from here for your fourth time, where can people find you if they want to talk, talk shop about Commander? So you guys can hear me on the Commander in MTG podcast, which comes out every week. We also do our uh, live recording of our episodes on Wednesday night on Twitch at uh, Commander in MTG podcast, is I believe what our Twitch ca- channel is called. And also you can find me on Twitter at Girapuri Gears, which is G-H-I-R-A-P-U-R-I Gears, G-E-A-R-S. And if you have any questions about the band list, Commander, anything like that, I will always answer. I will always respond, even if you're telling me that I'm going to go and do terrible things to myself. <laughs> I will still listen to you because I believe that any anything anybody says to me, I will bring to the Rules Committee and I will bring it up if it's something that is important. Because I feel that my job in the CAG is to be a conduit between the fans and the Rules Committee, and I take that very seriously. So I'm very happy to try to explain and justify anything. But no, you're not getting Iona back, so don't ask. And I'm not banning Soul Ring. Not going to happen. Ah! <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I'm sorry I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Shivam. Um, and I hope we get to chat again soon. Mm-hmm. As a reminder to everyone watching, this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please do check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your Card Kingdom needs and 
This show and everything we do is brought to you directly by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. So, until next time, I'm Graham, that's Ben, Shivam, our guest, Paul on tech, and Heather, who puts these together. Thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.